0: Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right panels of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. You can think of us as the DMCA and takedown notices of gaming podcasts. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and still to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who only uses officially licensed music. Josh, how are you doing this evening?
1: Oh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually terrified to use unlicensed music because my track record, I would be like the only person to get flagged for that. So it's definitely the rules. I follow them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't like the rules. Even
1: if the rules are terrible, I I follow them.
0: That's that's very nice of you. And Josh, you have some thunderstorms going on with you, right?
1: Man, they just literally started rolling in the, like two minutes before we started recording. And, and within the first... I don't know, like, strike, we heard, f- like, a five-alarm uh, fire, tr- fire like, go b- by, and my wife pulled up the scanner, and there's a building set on fire, like, two blocks from where we live.
0: <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, hopefully your house doesn't start on fire. That'd be sad.
1: Yes, it would, but, be, uh, it would be sad.
0: <laughs> that would be very sad. It'd make for an interesting podcast. Uh, but, dear listeners, so if you hear any, you know... It's... rumbles of thunder or or some moodiness to the podcast yeah. this evening that might be the reason why so
1: that's appropriate and my it's street's been... already flooded so that'll be interesting oh, Great, yeah <laughs> that's
0: perfect that's perfect yeah. uh so you know josh one of the things we were potentially going to talk about tonight that we really can't mm. just because we don't have any information yet really you know there's been a lot of dmca takedown notices and all that good stuff with twitch and then dr disrespect got the boot lifetime permanently banned, <laughs> however, you want to look at it from Twitch, but we don't know why yet. Yes, so just a lot of oddness going on in that world. And I kind of was hoping that we could talk about it tonight, but I don't really know that we have anything we can talk about regarding it. So, uh, I, I'm just so interested in what happened.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's so much, there's so much speculation that I don't even know that we could even possibly guess at what could have happened, right? Um, but. Based on the severity of the punishment, you kind of have to imagine it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah uh, I, I, hope I don't it's laugh not, but because I think it's funny I just laugh because I think the situation where it is funny in a not funny way like right wh- you know you uh, if you're twitch why wouldn't you just say what's going on? Maybe they can't. They can, but they can uh, they can give you a little bit more clarity, so you're not like, so that the that the rumor mill doesn't go insane. Yeah, like they they have and the ability to give a little clarity. Not they, maybe they can't say everything, but they can say because of the because of this got like rule that we have.
0: Right, and who knows? I mean, they did say it was for violations of their terms of service. Yeah, that's what they said. Very
1: generic, like yeah, reasonable. Yeah,
0: and who knows? You know the. Rumor mill is is huge, and the only reason I say maybe they can't in that, and again, I have no idea if this is true. Maybe there is some significant investigation going on from an outside party that prevents Twitch from saying yeah, that's here's true. the reason, you know. Yeah. And maybe not. Who knows? You know, there's a if you read social media, there's a lot of theories out there about what's <laughs> going on right now. Yeah. So I'll be, I'm curious. <laughs> I hope. This is that weird situation where you hope it's not something really bad because you don't want something really bad to have happened to a person. But then on the flip side, you don't want them to be – have you don't want them to get permanently banned for quote-unquote no reason or not justifiable reason.
1: You want it to be bad enough to suit the punishment but not so bad that you're disgusted. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's an odd place to feel about because you don't want it to seem like someone was un- – something unjust happened. Right. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. So, I, I whatever we find out, if we ever find out what's happened there, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, yeah, and outside of that, Josh, the other thing I want to talk about briefly before we get to the show and our topics for the show. uh, You know, we had talked about, a couple weeks ab- ago, the possibility of returning to a game like Destiny 2. And I did that, Josh. I booted up Destiny 2. Yes. And let me tell you, I loaded in <laughs> and... I got all of these notifications on my screen about all these planets were suddenly available to go to. And all these locations were available. And I had something, I think, four quests that were populated in that I could do. And then I landed on a planet to do a quest. I'm like, I have no idea what quest this is. So then I went back uh, to the little base thing place, which I can't remember the name of it right now. (laughs) But I went back there. And went and checked in with all the people who were marked to go check in with. And now I have, like, 16 or something quests that are listed for me that I can go do. That's good. That's a lot of
1: content. It's a lot of content. (laughs) And it's a little
0: overwhelming. And one of the quests was basically said, hey, you have to get your light level higher (laughs) before you can do anything. That was basically, like, one of the quests. Uh, So, when I finished playing, apparently I was at 750. And... Now it's well over a thousand, is what people are, Whoa. and one of the quests was get over nine hundred. I was like, okay, so I had a whole bunch of you know legendary gun, legendary gear, all of this stuff. Sell it all, and now I'm getting blue drops that are higher. Yeah, <laughs> than sell my it. Yeah, sell it all. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm like, well, okay, I can start you know transmogging things in here and boasting my levels and all this good stuff. But yeah, I will say I played through one of the quests, uh, and the quest basically just gave me then. After completing the quest, it gave me the ability to do the quest to get an exotic. Which I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, doing it was fun though. The game that game really does feel good to play. It's so fun to play. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So I think yeah, you had mentioned you you want to get back to it too, so we'll have to kinda muddle through this together to see if we can remember how we're supposed to play this game.
1: Yeah, we'll have to pick a night and try to try to play some multiplayer to you co op. Yeah.
0: Not and- only the crucible. <laughs> yeah, we were we were, we were were in a clan. That clan yeah. I don't think exists anymore. I'm in Devon's I think it's clan, where... Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm all alone. I'll send you
1: an invite.
0: Okay. I'm all by myself. But anyway, that's it for that stuff. Uh, one other thing to know ahead of the time, dear listener, this episode is going to be slightly different than other episodes, that we are going to, instead of talking about our three topics like we typically do, we're each only going to talk about two topics during the show. And then our third topic at the end of the show, after we've done our outro and all of that stuff, the third topic is going to be our The Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast. So we will do, if you're still playing The Last of Us Part 2, you can listen to the show as normal. And then once all of that stuff is done, we will jump into The Last of Us 2 stuff. Um, so if you have finished it or don't care about spoilers, You can listen all the way through to the very, 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 very end, but like I said, we'll do the typical show as normal with just a little bit shorter, only covering a couple topics, and then we'll tack on at the very, very end that last of us Two spoiler cast. So, we'll give warnings when we get to that point, too, so in case you just happen to accidentally keep listening, Uh, but just wanted to let you know that's why the show format will be slightly different, because we don't want to tell people to pause or skip ahead X number of times, because we didn't know how long it's going to go, so that's kind of going to be the structure of things. But with that, thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter or over on the Instagram, also Board with VG. We're a proud part of play of Video Games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We are absolutely thrilled with the support you have given us there thus far, and if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at Patreon.com/slash/PSVG. But the most important thing is just that you listen and maybe share our show with someone who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast as well as all of the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. With that, on to the topics. Josh, what is your first topic this week?
1: Hey, So it feels like forever since we recorded, but it's only because we had some things pop up over the past week um we did so yeah actually i, I probably should have i didn't even think so i was on um xbox empire podcast that came out this week or is coming out this week i'm not sure if it came out yet we talked about the id at xbox showcase which i hadn't didn't even know it came out because they did such a terrible <laughs> job at marketing it um but we also talked about my t- my topic um here and that is we had uh, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix technically uh, um, put out a uh, Avengers War Table live stream, which we saw, and that was on Wednesday of last week, uh, where we saw well basically we saw a whole bunch of new content for Marvel Avengers uh, that is coming out uh, later this year in September. Um, so we learned a lot. Uh, in fact, I think we learned the most. Uh, there, we didn't really know too much about right. uh, this game leading up till now. Um, so I'm 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 taking this off of Polygon.com, off of the article um, by Michael McHurchin. Um Basically, uh, just kind of hitting his beats on like what his takeaway from the um, the overall. Uh, presentation was. uh, First, before I start, I guess, uh, did you watch this? I did watch it, yes.
0: I didn't watch it live, but I watched it later. Okay.
1: So, Mm -hmm. the first thing... Well, not the first thing. The first thing they cover, one of the things we saw in the video is we find out who the the main villain in the story is. Um, It's kind of twofold. The main villain is Modok. um, And he controls, or is in charge of, AIM, which is Advanced Idea Mechanics, and they're the... Uh, a lot of people know him as like Tony Stark's like nemesis, um, but they're like robots essentially. AIM in um, Marvel took like the schematics for Iron Man and built their own like robotic Iron Man, um, and they also have very many other um, types of robots as well. Uh, we got some inf- information on the story mode, which we did find out it's it is a proper um single player campaign at least that's what they're they're shooting for with mm-hmm. also cooperative uh missions um but right. it looks it looks like the game is just focusing on a story mode version of the game uh however, while you are playing Kamala Khan as the main protagonist uh as you're playing through the game, there are things called hero missions uh which you will essentially play as a avenger, so we saw. Um, a pretty decent chunk of Thor's uh, uh, once an Avenger hero mission, um, and they dropped a pretty uh big I thought story spoiler in the demo, which I I I won't say here, uh, but if you are curious about it, you can go watch uh, the videos from the live stream. Um, as far as like what the maybe some of the motivation might be for this game, um, right? something that happens, uh. Uh, we also had a look at co-op war zones, and war zones are, are described as repeatable cooperative missions that take place in wide open spaces and in dense interiors. Uh, it reminded me, at least by definition, um, of like Strikes in Destiny, um, mm-hmm. because it seems to be pretty like, uh, or even Anthem gameplay, it really is. Kind of a lot of takeaway I took uh, got from it was, it looks maybe what we wanted Anthem to look like, but I don't want to say that. Until the game comes out, because Anthem looked like what we wanted Anthem to look like, and it right. wasn't that in the final product. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they um, work this out. If we're going to have the same matchmaking problems that Anthem had, how big and sprawling are these levels, and can you like if there's no one playing these? Are you just kind of sol? Right. So I'm I'm curious to see how that works out. Uh, but this is also where. Um, you, uh, you can probably still play as Kamala Khan, but you also get to play as the, your Avengers, uh, where you can, you have the ability to level up each individual Avenger. Um, and we also got a peek at customization in, uh, the trailer, uh, the trailers, actually there's a few videos you can even find on YouTube, um, where, um, they did a pretty good job. It's kind of like what I th- I expected from Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. So if you played Ultimate Alliance 2, um, each uh character had a a, a boatload of um, costumes you could switch through. Even if you like went through Wolverine and had all the different iterations of Wolverine and and even just in the trailer we see like Red Hulk, um Grey Hulk, uh Hulk from um, Planet of the Hulks. Uh, all these different... Uh, Hulk from Thor Ragnarok. So, you see all these different Hulks right away. There's different versions of um, all the characters. Um, right. Uh, Hulk was definitely the one I noticed. At least, maybe it wasn't focused on the most, but I definitely noticed the most. Uh, we have uh, Nick Fury made a cameo. Uh, they went a little different on the character model, but they also did that with every other Avenger, except for Hulk. Um, uh, Dum Dum Dugan from uh, Captain America, uh, the first Avenger. Um, And we even saw a glimpse at Iron Man's Hulkbuster armor at the end of one of the trailers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a release date of September 4th. That's on Google Stadia, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows PC. Uh, No Switch, unfortunately. It is also going to be on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and if you purchase it on a current gen console we don't know if there's a window uh, as far as timing goes but you will get a free upgrade to next gen console so i will say this presentation this war table convinced me to pre order this game and not only just pre order it but pre order the like the biggest baddest edition that you could get digitally not the not the giant collector's edition <laughs> Uh so what did you think of this uh is did it make you more or less interested uh where do you sit with Marvel Avengers after this presentation
0: So I have some questions Josh that I think might help you tease out Ooh. how I feel about all of this So first off question number 1 is MODOK the best acronym ever or the worst <laughs> it's acronym ever The
1: worst Well okay. <laughs> There is <laughs> definitely, there. Marvel is riddled with bad acronyms, but MODOK is pretty bad.
0: <laughs> okay, just making sure. So here's my next question. So they showed us these hero missions. And in the article you shared again on Polygon, it says that hero missions is Crystal Dynamics' name for story-based single-player missions. <laughs> so are all of Kamala Khan's missions then also hero missions? Or is that a separate thing
1: yeah, it's a weird you know what way. I'm it's a weird way to not call her a hero, huh?
0: Well, cuz that's <laughs> what I'm wondering is, is you know, the game you start playing is her, great. yeah. But then once you get to a certain level, is it just you have a hero mission for everyone for every character at level 5 and then a hero mission for every character at level 7. So yes, you start the game and play with Kamala Khan up to, you know, level 5. But then at that point you're doing a story mission for everyone across every level, kind of. you
1: know, right? Yeah, you it, know what I'm saying it isn't very clear, but I, I I just think it's a misrepresentation of what the hero missions are. I really feel like they're sporadically put into the story uh, as okay. kind of like a break between. But if you look at the map on what they show, it's it's unclear. Like the map very much looks like when you pick a planet on Destiny and you can move yes. to a waypoint or drop zone or whatever. So right. it wasn't clear if these thing if they're just all represented and some of them are locked or you can go to any at a certain time or those were already unlocked. It wasn't really clear right. as to how those are accessed. Um, but it really did. The map really did remind me of like planet maps on destiny mm-hmm. um, as far as where you're going. You can have them a little bit with the open world map, except they didn't really give you as many destinations as we saw in, in the war table presentation.
0: Right. So, yeah, so that was a a question that maybe they answered, but I still was a little unclear on it was that is Kamala Khan's story, the campaign. And then you have these other hero missions connected to that, or is everything just a hero mission? That is the single player stuff. So yes, you might start the game as her, but realistically you're going to be playing as everyone pretty regularly in order to level them up and all that good stuff to go do your co-op war zones
1: oh yeah i don't i don't get the impression that the hero missions are going to carry over into co-op as far as i don't know that you're going to be leveling up thor in his hero mission at, oh, really? at least i didn't get that impression i really feel like imagine playing odst and you run into master chief and they give you a master chief level so gotcha. you're kamala i'm guessing like my, the impression i got like you're kamala you're going through a level the end of the level you run into thor and then the next level you're just playing thor and then he's done and then you go back to maybe he transfers over to hulk or you go back to kamala and you run into so and and it is unclear so that's just kind of the idea i got i really feel like the cooperative stuff is really being built as separate from the story so i feel like we would have to start fresh in Warzone mode with Avenger characters and then work on leveling them up.
0: Yeah, because I assumed, and I know Dev doesn't like this comparison because he says they're very different, which I agree with, but I was thinking kind of from a a Destiny standpoint where you go in, you play a, a campaign mission, but then you can jump into a strike and all the levels and all the experience and all the weapons you had, you can then still bring into that strike. Yeah, yeah. And then you can go back and do a quest or a campaign or whatever. Because I think too, for the thor one it said level 15 or something okay. like that okay. as a, yeah as a recommended level but anyway neither here nor there i think it still it shows that there's still a bit of confusion about exactly yeah. how everything <laughs> is going to play but then so in war zones i'm assuming you can't have duplicate characters because that is one thing i think i noticed i don't ever think i saw duplicate characters yeah so then you log in and whoever picks first gets to pick the one
1: they want yeah maybe like maybe like apex or something like that
0: right right so that makes me wonder then too is four
1: hulks smashing up a mission that would be pretty cool i'm just wondering how
0: (laughs) leveling is going to work yeah are you going to have to level all the characters separately and that you might be able to at one point jump into a level 40 with your iron man but then you have to go back and do a level five with your hulk because that's what your hulk is at so I'm wondering like how that stuff is going to carry across or not, and, and all that good
1: stuff. I think it's good so. incentive for replayability. I can yeah. I can also see how people could also get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like Ultimate Alliance Three, like all your characters are one level unless you play with yeah. more. Like unless you play with a specific character more. Right. So I think I mean yeah we'll see we'll see. Do we? Yeah. Do you want I- to ta- do you want to say? Uh what the modoc acronym is. Do you have it in front oh, of you? Oh
0: sorry, since I never said that. I do, yes. For our uh, listeners. <laughs> mechanized organism designed only for killing.
1: It's a pretty badass name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a name. That is definitely a name. So but yeah, overall I am interested in this game. I still don't think it looks really good. And I recognize that this was still pre-alpha footage that they showed. Yeah. But this it is June and this game is coming out in September. Well, we'll see. So we're not far away. (laughs) We'll see. So I I get that it, you know, but didn't look quite as good. I
1: I thought it looked good. Really? You didn't think it looked good? That's good. I'm
0: glad you're excited about it. I'm looking forward to playing it with you for sure. Yeah because i think it will probably still be fun but i wonder how good it will be if that makes sense
1: no i get i totally get what you're saying um as far as that goes i i just i thought maybe like um the combat was a little wonky looking but i didn't think that the graphics were too bad
0: yeah i just thought when they showed thor flying and then how they got him to land on the
1: ground yeah and the camera was at really weird angles too i did, yeah. i did notice <laughs> that <laughs>
0: It looked like a duck trying to, like, land on a lake. That's <laughs> kind like, of what it looked like to me <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, But I don't know. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. This is a game that I think in some ways, because the showings for it have been overall, and I'm, obviously you're very excited about, it, but the general consensus seems to be pretty lukewarm yeah. on a lot of the showings. I think this game is being set up to be able to surprise people. I hope so. That they 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 really could come through. I do think it's potentially unfortunate for them that September 4th is their release date and just a couple, you know, a week or so before this war table they had Destiny come out and be like our next big expansion is a couple weeks after that. So it's good I think that they're coming out before that, but and not that everyone or who's playing Destiny is looking at this, but just games like this, these games of service that tend to take a lot of time it's hard to juggle multiple of these so if they were looking to potentially woo some of that audience away they have a couple of weeks that they're going to get it but i wonder you know after that end of september how things are still going to be looking and they obviously talk about too that there's going to be continually adding Heroes and all these good things for free, which they made a big deal about. Yeah. I wonder what the rate and how fast that's going to happen. Like, when are we going to see new heroes ended? I know they talked about Ant-Man already, but yeah. I, I just wonder how all that's going to happen and when and what the rate is. You know, is there going to be a whole new set of then hero missions for every hero that comes in or is it only going to be straight to War Zone? You know, those are things I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle. That's for sure.
1: Yes, I agree with you.
0: So, yeah, so cautiously optimistic is what I will say about Marvel's Avengers. I do think for this game coming from Crystal Dynamics, who people really seem to love those Tomb Raider reboots published by Square Enix, seems like this game is really low on people's hype scale for what the potential, at least for this game is. But cool. Anything else you wanted to say about about that?
1: No, I mean, check it out. If people are interested, check it out. Uh, you can even just find it on YouTube if you want to search Avengers War Table. Um, and watch the videos. And, and uh, there's a story trailer, a new trailer for the story. There's War Zones, and then there's another like story-ish t- type of trailer. Um, so yeah, check it out if you're curious. I would say anyone who's a comic book fan um, or who's an event- like Marvel fan that can look past your heroes not looking like they do in film, um, check it out and see what you think about the game as well.
0: Awesome. So I will say on a side note that I thought it was a bit odd and I guess it's hard to change it at this point that that video was still narrated by Casey Lynch who's had a lot of allegations come out about the workplace he created while he was at IGN. So kind of an interesting (laughs) just going to hearing all those allegations and then... Hi, this is Casey Lynch. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. All right. So speaking of maybe toxic workplaces. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So with more accounts of toxic workplaces, sexual assault, and other kind of coming to light, a few board game companies have made some moves as a result of these. And the reason I bring these up is you know, there are definitely people out there who think that. Maybe we're paying too much attention to these things, not in the sense of that they don't matter, but just in the sense of this is kind of miserable stuff to talk about. And it gets old and it's not fun and games are supposed to be fun. But I think it's important to highlight a couple of these things, especially because the video game ones are getting really well publicized. There's a lot of conversations happening in the video game world, but the board game ones I don't think are being as discussed at the same level so that's kind of why i want to highlight just a couple of changes that have been made and and companies making some moves as a result of these Um, the first one i'm going to start with is wizards of the coast has parted ways with artist noah bradley and that's in regards to there were some inappropriate sexual conduct with members of the magic community that had happened so, Wizard of the Coast has said, we will no longer be commissioning work from Noah. And in this case, the artist, I, I think, basically admitted to what happened because he did apologize for his conduct and the things that had occurred. So, the interesting thing about this, though, is that... Well, we'll back up. We'll come to this in <laughs> a second. So, what... Uh, Noah Bradley said it was, quote, I was terrible to women. I preyed on them. I ceas- ceaselessly hit on them. I pressured them into sex. I got too drunk and did all manner of dumb things. Yes, I was one of those expletive, creepy sexual predators you hear about.
1: Yeah, that's so, pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely admitting to the wrongs there, in some ways, at least. Well,
1: I mean, he said, I got too drunk and did all manner of dumb things. If you're already right. owning up to... Everything you said leading up to that, don't don't backpedal your way out of your apology by saying I was drunk. General and, and not and not naming what you did.
0: Right, 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 right. So yes. Anyway, <laughs> Wizards then said, Hey, we're done. This isn't gonna happen anymore. But here's my question for you, Josh. Wizards said, Hey, we're no longer gonna commission work from Noah. But yeah. <laughs> we've already commissioned work for things that have not been released yet, yeah. and that stuff is still going to get printed. Is that the right decision? No. I know they've already paid the person, <laughs> but is this a case where you you just fix the situation? You commission new artwork for those cards. What, what do you do if you're a Wizards in this case? What's the
1: right move? Well, okay. If I'm Wizards, yeah. I have how many artists at my disposal? I would just pay someone else to do it. You have to take a hit. It's, it stinks. your business. But if you are willing to cut this person out, you also need to right. make a financial sacrifice. And that means maybe ask your artists if they'll help you out and do it cheaper or for free. But get a different artist. Maybe get the cards he's already made and do a fan contest and have the fans have these awesome artists who are fans design their own card in a contest like do something different you can't you like you can't cop out just like he did at the end of his statement you can't cop out of your firm statement and stance by then saying oh well by the way since we did pay him money we'll still put out his future work and then we'll stop that's not that's i'm not going to say that's just as bad because it is not but it is not a a good way to deal uh, with this when you're when you're saying you're parting ways with someone—that's technically not true.
0: So their next set physically releases July third.
1: Well, that's tough. That's I, tight. That's 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 tight. <laughs>
0: that might not be that. So that.
1: So maybe that I, one has to come it, out. But the, if he has right. worked on anything after that, you can you can work around that.
0: Yeah, because I was like, I don't know for their course that that comes out July third. I think that is that boat has sailed. Yeah. I don't know that you can fix that one out. anymore because yeah. that product is <laughs> it's already sitting in a target already at the target yeah, yeah, exactly. So that one you probably can't do. But yeah, I, I do think it is a bit disappointing if he has art insets beyond that, like whatever their whenever their fall set will release, which I think is usually September, if I recall from my Magic playing days. Probably at the printer right now. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that probably is printing, if not almost on the boat already. So that still is a tight window too, but I I do, I hope they at least considered or looked at making changes and maybe there's just no way it could happen without delaying the set. But I guess that would be a nice question to you, Josh, if they could make the change, but they'd have to delete their false set by a month. Is that worth it?
1: I mean, that's the only decision they can make. I mean, I, I honestly like don't know the logistics of them getting their stuff printed, packed, you know, shipped, but that really, I mean, I think Wizards of the Coast probably said, like, looks at their player base, wonders how many of them really care, and then makes the decision to do what they're going to do. Um, and I know right. that sounds maybe a little harsh on them, but it's also a business decision. And there, whether we like it or not, there was a point in a in a meeting room somewhere where someone said, "Do we even really need to change it?" Will people even yeah. know? Someone said that <laughs> to to some degree, and you know, and that's that's their decision to make, and and they face the consequences no matter what they do. If they delay it a month or two, they face consequences right. if they don't, and people are upset. You know, same thing. So it's it's not a decision that anyone wants to be in, um, especially when you have a a person you contracted to do art for your game that you find out maybe isn't the most kosher person on the planet
0: yep no absolutely so and this is on top of you know magic making some changes to cards to resume to remove racist you know images and text and all those good things so that which is good i think the hard part about magic and this isn't i'm not saying that this is an excuse and you can't work around it but when you have cards that when one of the Colors of your cards is black. Yeah, you're going to have, for instance, there was a card that was a white card that, uh, when you played it, destroyed all black creatures. Right. You know there are also black cards that, when played, destroy all white. It's just from a context of how the sets work and how the colors interact. Yeah. The way those things go. So, not saying you don't fix that and that there's not a way around that, but I, I think they're. I applaud their effort in order to remove those racist cards and to do a better job there. I think it is going to be a big challenge for them, though, to do that effectively and in a way that makes sense based off of just the way the game is designed and developed. Yeah. Um, But I look forward to them trying. I definitely am looking forward to seeing what they come up with there. That is for sure. So the second story, and I'm going to be honest, the story doesn't surprise me. Um, Yeah. And not that... And not that I thought this of anyone in this situation, but just when I heard the headline, nothing about me went, oh, that's surprising. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) anyway, so Cards (laughs) Against Humanity uh, has, one of their partners has departed. So this is from ICV2, as which the previous story was as well. Uh, So, and this is... Posted again by Milton Gripe, who does great work over there on June 24th, that Cards Against Humanity co-founder Max Temkin has left the company, effective June 9th, the company announced, and no longer has an active role, although he remains a co-owner. The change was made (laughs) after a series of allegations by former employees beginning on June 6th that Temkin created a toxic work environment in the company's Chicago office for years. Now, Josh. Hi. Are you super surprised? that one of the people who helped create Cards Against Humanity helped also to create a toxic work environment. Does that surprise you?
1: I don't feel... I don't know how to say this, Kyle. (laughs) Um, I'm not so bent out of shape uh, against Cards Against Humanity as a lot of people are as far as the game goes. Uh I understand what it is. I used to play it a lot and enjoy it. I don't I don't want to assume that the people who write cards with funny and sometimes inappropriate things are bad people. I I think you can sit in a room and come up with crass humor because it's been on television for years and there's still a place for it in for sure. comedy that like I never I don't I never played the game and came across a card that I was offended by in the like there's definitely shocking cards, right? But I don't know. Yes. I don't know that I can remember ever coming across um, a racist card or um, uh, a, a card that implies or literally uh, says like sexual assault or something. That's not saying there's thousands of cards in Cards Against Humanity. So that's not saying they don't exist, and, and that's not even saying that I didn't encounter one and don't remember it. It's right. just not on the top of my head. Um, I will say, and I don't know that I can I shouldn't I don't know if I can even legally say this. <laughs> I have met Max and I will say based on my interactions with and around him that this isn't surprising without going okay. into more detail. Um mm-hmm. that is the part to me that wasn't surprising. Um mm-hmm. But I don't know I don't know I don't think the Cards Against Humanity brand made me think that this wasn't surprising because he's not the only person who works for the company and or writes cards. And in fact, I had an amazing time in one of the panels he did at PAX where the audience pitched card ideas and then they literally sent them to the printer that night and gave everyone who was at that panel an exclusive pack that was just made that one night that we were there. Like, and they spent a lot of money to do that. And he mm-hmm. was super nice. And it was a good panel and there was a bunch of people and they walked around. And obviously that doesn't represent them in all aspects of their life and career. Um, but in that instance, like, Cards Against Humanity seemed just like a fun party game company and brand. Uh, so it is surprising to a degree, um, but not also at the same time. <laughs> Uh, right. The fact that it has been for years and that it's just coming forward now uh, makes me feel a few different ways. One, it makes me sad that no one's came forward earlier. But two, it also means that these movements that are happening now are working and people are f- are feeling comfortable stepping forward with things that they may not have been comfortable doing in the past. So, um, you know, I, 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 it kind of makes me it gives me a lot of mixed emotions. And they're pretty vague. I, I think I would like to, not that I really want to know, but toxic work environment, obviously bad, but I'd be curious to know to what degree. But,
0: yeah, and that's one of the things that there's not a ton of information on. Some information is coming out about that. Yeah. About the type of environment that was created.
1: And, you know, you're right. Maybe I am being too. Well, that wasn't on you. I was just saying in general. No, no.
0: I, I, maybe I am being too, I don't want to say coy. Maybe I'm making the easy joke, if you want to, about people, someone who created Cards Against Humanity, also creating not a great place to work. But, you know, when it's the self-proclaimed party game for terrible people.
1: Right. Yes. That is,
0: that is their tagline. That is what they call themselves. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a bit tongue in cheek, though. I don't know that they literally mean it. (laughs) Sure.
0: But in a situation like this, then. Yeah.
1: You know, prophecy and, and fulfilled.
0: I, <laughs> in some ways, potentially. Yeah. So and I I agree that there are a lot of things within cards Humanity that are provocative. And I agree that, you know, just the creation in and of themselves of the the cards don't necessarily mean that the people who created them are racist or sexist or bigoted in any specific way. However, what it does reinforce is making racist, sexist, and bigoted jokes. And that it reinforces that that's how you win. Yes. And you get ahead by doing these things. And that's kind of always been my rub with Cards Against Humanity, is that similar to comics who I think, I don't want to say punch down, but I think make the easy joke, that's what Cards Against Humanity to, is to me. Oh, for sure. I, it I is, agree it that. is it, it very much is... Edgy for the sake of being edgy, saying the thing just to show that they can say it. That's all they're doing. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. all they have ever done, and that's a big reason that I don't like it necessarily. Because whereas comedy often is meant to be provocative to make you think, Cards Against Humanity is literally just a way for you to make an off-color joke and have your friends laugh at it.
1: Yeah, it's it's college drinking game that yeah. W- when when like. I don't – it's not in my game room at all. It's in the back of my china closet (laughs) behind other board games just because it's not that I hate the game, but I don't – I have so many other games that I would choose before it. Right. But if I was at someone's house and they loved Cards Against Humanity, I would also play it. I Like, Mm -hmm. so – I but I know what you're saying and and it's definitely a game that when it came out, I was definitely – in this party game style like we we're playing apples to apples and like this is like finally a more adult right you know party game that For you sure. know so i get that but yeah and i don't i don't think you're crazy to think that this is not surprising because honestly i get that i get that people would mm-hmm. would associate that and honest and and People still came up with these ideas, things I would never be able to come up with on my on my own. Um, right. so it it, you, it it kind of does maybe embolden these people who are who are writing these things and I would I can imagine being in a workplace where that's your only job is to like think of like rude, crude, vile things to say. It it must at some point spill over intentionally or not into like workplace interactions so i can imagine like it could probably just be a hostile place to work in general right so yeah i I don't know i don't know i I don't know that i would ever want that job to write cards against humanity cards um and now i don't know that there will be that job
0: (laughs) yeah so so anyway so there's a couple moves being made by some folks in the board game world um but yeah so you know be nice to people. I think that's an important thing we need to keep remembering. Yes. Let's, you know, let's treat each other as human beings.
1: Cards for humanity.
0: There we go. <laughs> Cards for humanity. That would be a great thing for them to try and go do now. A nice warm All leg. right. <laughs> <laughs> what is your second story, Josh?
1: Okay. So, I am mean, I'm basically just taking stories from the, the, the the Xbox empire but not intentionally just it's still it's just a story we we should talk about um because it's something we've used uh as i say mixer calls it quitster uh i'm not good at puns but i am a dad so you have to give it to me uh so mixer just kind of decided we're shutting our doors and yeah. They didn't really give us much warning uh, no. now they are saying that they have sites that will be going until July 22nd, but essentially Mixer's uh, ghost town already. Uh, Pretty much everyone's gone. People are back on Twitch. Um, It is a move that surprised me for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I should finish the rest of it. Uh, While Mixer is shutting down, Microsoft is partnering with Facebook Gaming. So that is something that you can, if you go to Facebook, on your computer and go to their gaming section, it will migrate your Mixer account over if you have Mm one. Uh, So it's pretty seamless to transition. The problem is you have to (laughs) transition to Facebook. Uh, Something I am not a fan of in general at this point. Right. Um, As I said on the Empire, uh, you know, your Xbox and your – you are moving, you are streaming, and you are partnering with one of the least liked CEOs in all of um, technology right now. Yeah, uh, not necessarily a great move for Microsoft in my mind, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, my biggest worry, or concern, or question is what's going to happen to its seamless live trans transition translation streaming. Like Mixer was like the only place you could you have no delay. You could. Right, you could only like people who love Jackbox or social mm-hmm. party games. Mixer was the place to go. Uh, it was streaming, and pe- you people ask you a question, and it's still relevant to where you are in the game. Mixer was the place to go. You're not getting questions after you've exited an area or killed a bad guy or picked up an item. You're getting it as you play, and and they also had these really cool interactive like features for its watch like its streamers and its, their audiences so um i just i don't like seeing i don't know the logistics i don't know the financials i don't know how much money microsoft was losing to with mixer i really just feel like in general they're if you're gonna get rid of mixer just call it quits okay don't right. don't move to facebook gaming Make a better platform. Make a better app for Twitch on your device. And I know more choice is better Mm -hmm. for consumers. It is. But if you're just going to abandon it again in six months, is it really better for us? And that's really the kind of the feeling I get. Like, they started with Beam, and I I tried to buy in on Beam, and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And then they were just like, okay, well, sorry, Beam is not working for us. But we're going to rebrand it. Just call on Mixer, and then we're going to do all these things. Okay, great. And then it's – I don't know. It just seems like it came out of the blue. They didn't really give any people on Mixer any warning. So all these streamers don't have a place to go. I mean, they do, but it's not quite the same. Right. Um, And now they have to find their own home on on Twitch, which is full of now all the streamers. So now you're competing with Ninja, Shroud, Not Dr. Disrespect – um all these other people, like right. it's it's very challenging um uh, for those people who lost that home that they had in Mixer. Uh, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Mixer shutting down? Do you ever see yourself using Facebook gaming? And um what does this mean for Series X?
0: So here's what I will say. I will never use Facebook gaming, period. It is not gonna happen. I think Xbox could have made Almost any other decision and I would have been and I would have liked it more than I like this decision. (laughs) And that's just because I think Facebook has so many problems associated with it that are real and legitimate and worries about data and your privacy and all those things that I really don't want associated, especially with my gaming. That's just not a place that I want that to go. And the fact that xcloud, xCloud is going to integrate with Facebook Gaming to allow you to launch games <laughs> from streams. Just what my aunt wants to watch, right. to jump into right. Halo
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I, I'm out. I'm totally out on it. And I I think Mixer, what, the, what they were trying to do with Mixer, I think was really good. And yes, it did not grab the fi- the foothold. It was definitely the butt of many, many jokes. When it came to, to gaming streams, but I applaud the fact that they were doing something different. And while you could say, well, at least they didn't go to Twitch so that's giving people options, Facebook is not a better option, yeah. I don't feel like. I, I feel like that is a less desirable option for almost everyone who's involved. Now, granted, some Facebook gaming is very popular, not so much in the US, but other parts of the world. That's fine. It had more... It had more people watching it than Mixer did. So, okay, that's good, I guess. You know, it, It's one more example, but t- Twitch is such the the king in this area. And you look at people like Shroud and Ninja, they made out like bandits. Yeah. Absolute bandits because <laughs> they made a ton of money for streaming on Mixer for less than a year, got their full contracts paid to them for however many multi-years their contracts were, and now get to go wherever they want, yeah. I am assuming back to Twitch, to get signed by Twitch again for more money again and get all their subscribers and things like that back. Yep. Like the big streamers are absolutely going to make out huge with this and the small streamers are going to now get lost because Twitch is so such a tough place to go. But I refuse to watch Facebook gaming. I'm just never going to do it. It's not going to happen. So overall, I don't like this. I I, I think this is the first big misstep I feel like Xbox has made in a while. Yeah. And I get why they did it, but it's also just not the solution that I'm a fan of. I think this was made or this decision was made because Xbox is trying to get more ubiquitous overseas and they're trying to push services over consoles. And I think that this is a good way for them to do it. It's just not something that I feel awesome about. Do you so. think they
1: even attempted to like census their audience at all about Facebook gaming like No. Do you think they even asked cuz uh, honestly so you know Kevin and Donnie had some good points on the empire about it but uh, realistically and I didn't want to tr- I didn't want to like su- like curb their their discussions but For me, I think Kevin said as just as much. Like I only use Facebook to share photos of my son because I I had to stop using Facebook. It's because it's just it's full of ads and 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 just terrible terrible clickbaity articles and nothing you can like believe or listen to or trust. And and then and then all all that's left is like. Family. Every once in a while, I see like Jason Hughes playing like like Fortnite on his stream, right. and it's really easy to watch. I'll give him that. But uh, other than that, like my audience on Facebook isn't our audience. It's my family, my aunts, my yeah. uncles, my in-laws, and the only and I only use it because I go onto Instagram and I click, I post photos of my kid, and I put them on Facebook. So that I know that those people can get them. Right. But at least on Instagram, I know what I'm going there for. It's for photos. Done. Yep. It's all I'm looking at. I'm not reading. Right. Nationalist, like, Eve, like, website things that my uncle happens to be sharing or something. like Right. Uh, so I agree with you. Uh, I really just – just even seeing Facebook gaming makes me angry at Microsoft. Just the words – uh, so, I really hope um, <laughs> they find a way for for me as a as a fan to turn this around so that i 'm not looking at it on the main screen it 's not being forced it's going to be a real bummer if that's like if they make streaming on Facebook gaming as easy as mixer and i 'm mm-hmm. not using it because i 'm going to use the twitch app.
0: Yeah, they have they have said, or at least my understanding in reading things is that it's not going to be integrated as fully as Mixer was. That it's not going to be. Yeah, it's not
1: going to be integrated pu- into the uh, to the OS. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know,
0: that's that's at least good. But yeah, it, it is just an interesting decision. And obviously, if it's not going to be integrated into the OS, if they encouraged their people to go there from Mixer, it's still going to have to be some sort of support there. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. You know. But so. Anyway, I'm just one other question about this, and this might be completely unrelated, but it makes me think about does this, Josh, in any way make you worry about the leash that Xbox is going to give any of the studio, studios they acquired?
1: I don't know if that specifically, I will say, in general, it makes me worry a little bit about where Xbox is going um, mm-hmm. because that's a pretty big partnership to make. And, um, Regardless of how much it is like integral to the Series X or how everything's going to function, um, it's still them partnering with a company that I just don't like. So, right, it's still, yeah. for me, it's more of a I, – I, it's going to sound harsh if I say a moral-like question, but I, I kind of do feel like that a little bit. It seems more like mm-hmm. ugly, gross corporations shaking hands and not right. not ever what I get from Microsoft – Uh, As far as Xbox, because I've never gotten that impression from them, nor Sony. Right. Um. So it just feels it feels dirty to me for some reason.
0: Right. Yeah. I and I, you know. The last time I really worried about a PlayStation studio was Bend when they did Days Gone, which is why I really wanted Days Gone to do well, because I didn't want Sony Bend to shut down. Yeah. So I kind of worry about most PlayStation studios other than like Naughty Dog and now Insomniac. <laughs> but with almost every game they release, I'm like, please do well, please do well. because yeah. I don't want people, the studio shut down. I don't want people to lose their jobs. And I think when Xbox was acquiring all these studios, they were saying all of the right things and about letting creators yeah. create and making the games they want to do and all of this stuff. And I kind of feel like that's what Beam and then Mixer were doing. They were doing the things they wanted to do, Yeah. and they didn't quite get the traction. So I, I hope that realistically, you know, game, if Game Pass does well, maybe it won't matter because they'll just need content for Game Pass. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 this is the first time since all of the awesome things they have done that made me pause for a second and be like, hmm. I do wonder how long that leash is going to be. Yeah, yeah. How many games can they release now? Because they're still a business in the end, right? They've been making a lot of really, really good decisions and a lot of really smart moves. So I I can't be. Everyone makes a mistake, does something you don't like every once in a while. Uh, But this is really the first thing they've done in a long time that made me go, "Hmm, I wonder now."
1: Yeah, I mean they don't have bottomless pockets, and it really did. And and maybe they are stretching themselves too thin. Yeah. So.
0: Anyway. Anything else you want to say about mixer calling it quit quit sir?
1: <laughs> it's just a bummer. I mean I don't understand I still just don't understand why there can't be a number two streaming service. What's the problem there, there Facebook there Gaming now?
0: <laughs> no, it's still YouTube. YouTube is still oh, number Oh, YouTube. Two okay. So like, three.
1: Yeah. Even three. We got three major consoles. We can have a third streaming service. Right. I don't watch so. anything streamed on YouTube, so that still surprises me that that's <laughs> number two. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch
0: League is on YouTube now and uh, not on Twitch, so go. I watch a lot of YouTube streaming. That's the only reason. Okay. So my second story, Josh. Cyberpunk 2077. This was the week of video game news, really. So just like Square Enix having their war table for Marvel's Avenger, CD Projekt Red had Night City Wire Episode 1 kind of reintroducing us to Cyberpunk 2077, showing us some new trailers, talking about some new information, all of this good stuff. Also then revealing right before they did this that the game was pushed back to November (laughs) uh, and that would be available on next gen consoles at release in the sense that. You'll be able to play it on next-gen consoles, but the free patch for the big upgrades will be coming later in 2021, so you'll get a few little boosts if you you know, get your Cyberpunk with your next-gen console, but the real big, uh, impressive updates will come in a free patch later. That is for both Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, which some people was in doubt before, um, but it will be for both consoles. So, Josh, starting, did you watch Night City Wire Episode 1?
1: I did. However, (laughs) I started watching it live. Uh, My son was in the room next to me playing trucks. And I I think, (laughs) as I said in the Discord, after the 15th F-bomb, I decided to stop watching it live. They Uh, swear
0: a lot in this game.
1: (laughs) Just in the trailer, the first trailer they showed. Uh, So yeah, I I decided to revisit it after. And yes, I did watch it later that night.
0: So what were your impressions? Are you... where uh, Number one, where were you with Cyberpunk before? And now where are you after Night City Wire episode
1: one? All right. So before, I basically just kind of saw what the general people who weren't trying to look for content and saw. So the trailer at E3 and then the trailers, you know, before that. Like where they didn't show too much. Um, and in fact, where they only showed... Um, um, CG trailers. I didn't watch the... I think they did dev streams. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch those um, when they did them. So, for me, the gameplay was uh, a first look, if you will, for me.
0: Okay. So, you haven't watched any... They had those like 45-minute videos they released that they had shown pressed behind doors. You didn't watch any of I that I didn't stuff? watch those, no. Okay.
1: No. Um, yeah. I mean, it looked very Deus ex to me. Original Deus Ex. Um, mm-hmm. I remember playing that game on PC, and I feel like what I saw was it made me feel like it was just as groundbreaking as mm-hmm. when I first saw Deus Ex and played it. When you could um, hack things from far away, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely focusing less on stealth. Like Deus Ex was definitely more of a stealthy game, um, but even the punching, like when they show the fist fighting thing. Very Deus exy to me because you start the game without a gun. um right. And, and you can, like, show them hacking a robot and fighting another robot. And that was totally out of, like, that first Deus Ex. So, um, for me, everything I saw was relatable in a good way to a mm-hmm. game I really enjoyed in the past. Um, I think it looks great. Uh, I don't you know, I, I know they're only showing us little bits and pieces. I feel like we st- we still did see a lot of content. Right. Um but I'm still uh, you know, I'm still curious as to how it feels. Like that's the one thing I feel like I didn't get out of the trailers is um the feel of the game. But uh, overall it looks great.
0: Yeah, so I am I've I've been on the fence about Cyberpunk because I think it looks cool. I just also know that I don't like The Witcher 3 as much as everyone else did. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) And I know that this obviously is very different than that. It's first person instead of third person. Totally different theme and all that good stuff. Like, I totally get that. I don't know what it is about this game. I have no doubt that probably is going to be very good, if not amazing. But for whatever reason, I'm not fully in on it yet. And I don't know why that is. Maybe... I don't even know. I'm not sure what it is. I think everything they showed looked cool. I thought that seeing that uh, the Badlands, the area outside the city, was kind of neat, I guess, that you can kind of go out there and have this more open world aspect to it. The brain dancing that they showed was interesting, but I don't know that was anything we haven't really fully seen in some other games before as far as being able to replay scenes and understanding what things happen there. Like we've kind of seen that before. So maybe there's more into it than that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see more. I'll continue to watch the night city wires series as they do them. Cause they said the next one would be, I think in just a few weeks, Yeah, think of a specific date, but it doesn't sound like it's too far away, but it seems like something this is going to continue to do. They did talk about also in this, that they're working with uh studio trigger and Netflix, to do a cyberpunk anime mm. that will launch in 2022. Are you excited to watch that at all?
1: Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it. Um, I'll be honest, though, like, I still haven't finished the Castlevania anime. There's a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just kind of falling off of anime, uh, but but only because I just don't have the same amount of time t- to take in content as I used to, so... Um, right. I mean, if it's good, it's good, but We'll see. I'm not, I'm not uh, holding my breath for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I'm kind of in the same boat for that. I think probably how much I enjoy the game will determine whether or not yeah. I pursue to watch the the anime later. But do you think when we look at fall, we know some of the games that are coming out this fall now, right? Obviously, we have Marvel's Avengers. Uh, in theory, Halo is still coming this fall. Yeah. Obviously, we'll know more about that in July. We have Cyberpunk now that's coming out. We have the new Assassin's Creed game that's coming out, Um, theoretically some games from PlayStation, but those haven't been firmly dated yet other than holidays. We don't really know a ton there, but we're starting to kind of get these bits and pieces and games that we're seeing coming out this fall. Where does Cyberpunk for you, you know, looking at Avengers, looking at the expansion for Destiny 2, all that other stuff that we kind of have an idea about. Where is this for you in your fall height meter? Is this number one or kind of where are you sitting with it?
1: Honestly, um, it's wait for next gen patch. So okay. it's twenty twenty one for me. It's not gotcha. even on my radar. Um also I I hope it's successful, but like Witcher's Witcher games aren't for me and uh this scream's just as open as Witcher and mm-hmm. You know me, like, that's not my bag. Like, yeah. uh, I'm I'm willing to um, give it a shot, but really, it's marrying a theme I love, which is cyberpunk theme, mm-hmm. with Skyrim in my head, which I hate. Not because it's a bad <laughs> game, because it's not my game. Uh, right. Or Fallout. Um, and if the reviews come out and it is more Deus Ex than it is Fallout or Skyrim and I'm mm-hmm. more, then you know I'm more likely to to give it a go um but really I mean we'll find out over time like what the rest of this game is going to be like I also don't know that I have the time in my life for a 100 plus hour game and there's right. no way this isn't over 100 hours <laughs> yeah
0: for sure. So, you're not planning to play this until the next gen patch comes. So, when this game launches in November, you're not going to play it. I
1: mean, we'll have plenty to play. I feel like, I mean, if you buy it and you're like, hey, Josh, I bought it for PlayStation, like, right. I'll probably play it. But as far as purchasing goes, if the purchase decision comes down to me out of our Game Share talks, like, I would rather just wait because okay. I'm going to be putting that money towards the next gen console, anyways. Right. So, why not wait until I can play it the way it's i don't want to say meant to be played because obviously this wasn't their plan um yeah but why not wait to play it until you can play the best way it's meant to be played
0: for sure and depending you know we don't know exactly what all when all these games are going to come out but i'm kind of in that same boat with you that this is not a day one for me right now that obviously could change that it seems like it'll be a good fit. They've, I think they've talked about how the anticipated patch for next for the next gen systems is, like I feel like April 2021 is is the date that's in my head. I have no idea if I just made that up, but if it happened to be around then, I would be down for that because more than likely that's going to be a, you know a little bit of a drier period. It typically historically has been a little bit lighter, uh, and that would seem like a good time to play it. But you know sitting down for the holidays and and playing some Cyberpunk, it might not sound too bad. We'll have to wait and see. So for me, it'll really depend. On whether, what other games we get final release dates for that are going to be around that, um, that'll for me determine whether or not I play. Because right now, if you if I had to pick between say the next Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk, I would play the next Assassin's Creed. Yeah, same. Personally, same. So
1: I mean, we we could be in December and not have anything to play, and and then the plan. that's very very true. So
0: that that is true. All right, so that's the end of our two topics. Like I said, topic three will be a Last of Us Part 2 spoiler fest. So with that, we'll move on to some emails and questions that we got. Josh, do you want to take that away?
1: Sure thing. We have an email from – an email. <laughs> a tweet from Shplagg at DopeLicious on Twitter. Uh, it's This is a question in reference to The Last of Us 2. He says – do we need another designator? A designator? What did I say, I just—that's in my own head. I'll say it like it's. <laughs> a sentence. Do we need another designator? Uh, this is more like AAA plus experience, not just a AAA game. Uh, no, we don't need another designator. We have too many. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to give a blunt answer on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I. You know, I think AAA is what it is, and there's always, you know, within AAA going to be different levels, just like there is. Some indie games that look absolutely incredible, and and it's hard to say, wow, this is an indie game. So I don't necessarily know know that we do. I think that it is more of a, in some ways, a representation of how much money was spent on the game than anything. Yeah. Um. So and this still probably is AAA plus in that situation, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think when you say AAA, mo- for the most part, people know what they mean. I'm really interested to see, especially when we get into next gen, um. What is now a AAA experience. That's the thing I'm really looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like. So I think as is, it's cool, but I would agree this this game definitely pushes that Uh, maybe to new heights, but I still think would be considered a AAA game. I don't think we need a new designator Uh, like, well, Xbox would disagree (laughs) because they have their new studio working on quad A games, but I I think AAA works just fine. (laughs) So awesome well hey with that we're gonna move on to our well-rounded life recommendations obviously we're a gaming podcast but we do want to leave you with one recommendation or thing we're currently into that is helping us live that well-rounded
1: life josh what is your
0: recommendation for our listeners this week hey
1: so it's partially controversial um but take it for what it is uh if you are like me uh and you have been safe and responsible and protected since March, and you're feeling a little, I don't know, lonely or or contained, uh, get together with your friends again responsibly. Um, and that's something that happened today, actually. We went to a friend's parents' house for... My wife and I could only stay for a few hours, because we only had a sitter for a couple hours, but Um, For food and drinking and social gathering with masks and staying six feet apart. So you can then take your mask off to talk. But anytime you get up to do something, mask back on, wash your hands, stay clean. Don't touch things you don't need to touch. Use disposable things uh, when you can. I think it's still important to do this if you can do this. Now, if you don't think you can either be responsible to do that or be in a situation where it is okay or or that it is something that you can meet those requirements um be responsible obviously we have a big problem in the united states right now where people aren't um and honestly if i didn't live in if i lived in a different state i might not feel comfortable i'm very fortunate to live in massachusetts which is a state that is doing very 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 well Currently, uh, we'll see when everyone flies home here in the next couple of weeks from Florida, probably. Uh, So if you can do it, um, it's definitely was a big help for me today, um, mentally. uh, And uh, it was a nice boost uh, for me um, because uh, I'm sure everyone knows how tough it can get. Just kind of socially distancing yourself from friends and family and... Um uh, it, it's hard. You know, it's a hard decision to be responsible. That's why mm-hmm. it's called responsibility. It's not because it's easy. Uh right. so if you can be responsible and you can come to an understanding with everyone, or no matter how many or how few, that everyone shares that responsibility, you know, do something. Try to get together in a responsible way. And just like you, just like me, everyone Wants to blow off steam, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people doing it in a non-responsible way, which we're all going to pay for. So, if you can do it responsibly, do it. Sorry for that rant for my well-rounded life, but um, I just don't. I don't want to just kind of just put out there that I went to a social gathering with friends because I still don't necessarily support that idea. So, I want people to know that it was done cautiously and responsibly. So. Yeah, uh, do that if
0: you can. That's good, and it actually really ties in closely to mine because mine was to enjoy summer, but enjoy it safely. Because I, one thing I learned rather recently—I shouldn't say learn—I realized rather <laughs> recently was that we have turned the corner. Josh, days are already starting to get shorter.
1: Yeah, I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and
0: with everything that has happened, it has been much. I have not enjoyed and participated in summer as fully as I typically have in the past. Mm. And I said, you know, I got to fix this. So what we have done and I think has worked well is we have a much more concerted effort to ensure we're walking our dogs more regularly to get out and enjoy the weather that way. I am eating dinner and things on the deck more often, just really doing everything I can to, in small ways, appreciate the weather that we currently have in a way that is still safe and it is still enjoyable because – You know, where Josh lives, where I live, it is not nice all the the year round. It is is pretty (laughs) miserable parts of the year. And I don't want to, you know, get to October and suddenly think about all the missed opportunities that were there for not having the summer that I wanted to. Now, I'm not going to do everything that I would typically do. Um, It's kind of like Josh talked about. You got to be smart about it. But uh, don't not do anything at all. Yeah. Um, But pick things and find things you can do still in a safe manner. Uh, That helps you enjoy the beautiful weather that we're currently having, hopefully, uh, or thunderstorms like Josh is having.
1: Yeah. hey, I love thunderstorms.
0: I do, too. They are great. All right, Josh. What do you say we wrap this show up?
1: Okay. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board of the Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Board of the Fiji. Maybe we should kill that. (laughs) Uh, So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. We tag our stuff with hashtag boardwithfiji, so please use that hashtag as well on all the social medias. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the PSVG feed, the Dice Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone board with video game feed. You can find me on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live at YSO Serious. That's S-I-R-R-I-U-S. I'm also on Steam. I believe it's the same And if it isn't, it's not its <laughs> Bones 715 It's confusing if you change your name, if it changes your search. Uh, Kyle, where can people find you?
0: So you can find me on all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, BoardGameGeek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. Just as a reminder, once we're done here, we're going to be going into those Last of Us Part 2 spoilers. So hang on and listen to that if you want to. But otherwise, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming. And with that, we are going to move on to topic three, Last of Us Part 2. Full spoilers. Nothing is going to be held back. So if you are still listening, because, you know, sometimes you just let podcasts play (laughs) and you don't want to listen to these spoilers, I'm giving you time now to pause the podcast, stop the podcast, listen to a different podcast, listen to some music, whatever you think it might, you know, whatever you might want to do. So you don't have the game spoiled for you. I think I've drawn it out long enough. That you can change it, but remember, Last of Us Part 2 spoilers, they're going to happen, and they're going to happen starting now. Josh, to start with, hey, how long was, where did you end? What was your game clock at, roughly, oh, when you were done playing?
1: I don't know, because I only ever saw it when I saved. Yep. Um. So I'm going to, I'm going to general, I made a early guess when I was talking to my friends, and I think I under, guessed. So I'm going to guess between 18 and 22 hours. Um, whoa could, way less than it I. it could be plus. more um but once i also once you save um if if you don't go back to see where your save time was like i could probably right. go pull it up and look um but it doesn't really say it could be it could be way more to be honest with you but um i just i really wish playstation would let us look up our play time
0: <laughs> though it, that is something i do hope exists for playstation 5 i agree 100 <laughs> uh, the- percent. i'll
1: look it up later and, and i'll let you know
0: I think I was in the twenty-seven-ish hour okay. area. I definitely when I twenty-seven, twenty-eight.
1: Didn't explore. I explored a lot at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. I would say yep. I, would, I explored a lot the first half of the game, and then the second okay. half of the game, I would say I explored significantly less.
0: <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, general impressions. What are your thoughts overall?
1: Ah. Uh, <laughs> What are my thoughts overall? Uh, as I said in the Discord, uh, it was emotionally exhausting. Yeah, and I mean that in a good way. Um, it's hard to say. It's I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did because I didn't I didn't like play the first game. Now I know the story right. from the first game, so I don't I don't think I was ever lost. Right. As far as what was going on, um, they definitely lead you, like, th- there's definitely parts that you don't know what's going on, and they lead you into that later in the game. So, you know, right. those parts I expected to be lost at. Um, um, I was surprised at the character change.
0: Uh huh.
1: And I'm really frustrated. I'm kind of um, upset that I found that I heard about the internet. Being the internet, oh okay. I didn't get any spoilers, um, right? To a degree, I definitely heard some like comments on um, Abby's character. Yep. So it didn't it didn't hit me the way it should have. I wasn't okay. surprised when that moment happened. Um, i was spoiling, right? I mean, yeah, it, you it can talk about anything you want to. Playing this whole game, knowing what the internet was mad about, I kept thinking to myself, you gotta be real close-minded to think that she can't be a strong female and still be a female. Not trying to take away from who her character was. Right. But the fact that I told my wife, I said, I'm pretty sure this is going to be controversial. There's these people who are who are playing this game and finding themselves attracted to Abby and then their only way to deal with what happens is to lash out <laughs> at the voice actors on the internet or the people who right. because they don't know how to manage Right. what is going on in their brain. For sure. In the, and there are people who are like, well, does this make me gay now? Like, just relax. You're fine. <laughs> right. Like, I, I just – I get frustrated when I see <laughs> stuff like that because you're really overlooking so much of this character of this journey of the relevance you like you were in this game you literally play the devil's advocate to ellie yeah you literally you play do. that role yep Th- and it probably made a lot of people feel uncomfortable because yeah. they didn't like playing that part you're you play this game and you're 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 it's driven into your head that you hate this character yes. and you don't want to sympathize with them or empathize nope. with them you nope. just want to kill them yep and i'll be honest i had a real hard time beating the crap out of ellie and thinking i, I was know. gonna kill her because i know i really thought that that was where the game was gonna take me uh-huh um but while i was pressing square i was also okay with it i was like if this is where it's taking me Well, then this is what's going to happen. And there was that moment where it really did look like she was done. Right. Um, And it was very powerful. And I think this game, every step that this game took was a thud. It was a powerful statement. Whether you liked it or not, um, I think that everything that happened was, there was so, like, it feels like nothing came easy to the people who wrote this. Yeah. They... They thought everything through. um I see people online talking about how the story was terrible i to- i don't understand how <laughs> can you can utter? say that. um I don't know that I've ever played a game that deals with so many human issues so seriously, like right. this game. I really don't, yeah, but I want you to talk a little bit because I don't want to just talk about this game
0: <laughs> no, it's okay, so number one, uh you know, if you were felt attracted to Abby, it's okay. Because, you know, and even if it is OK, Abby, yeah, whether you're gay or not gay, like Abby's Abby was a woman. So if you are like, oh, I'm straight. I can't. You're still attracted Sorry. to a woman. Yeah, so that's what the
1: Internet thinks. Like all of a sudden, I know. I'm like I, I don't get so it. It's so
0: weird. And even, and even if you're attracted to a dude and you've never been attracted to a dude before, that's OK, too. But anyway, that was not the case. Then. Yes. So that's just a weird thing. And <laughs> I have been I have stayed away from I don't listen to any spoiler reactions yet. Uh I haven't listened to any of that stuff yet. I haven't really read anything about people's thoughts on the game. I I haven't looked at I didn't know why the internet was angry, but I had an idea about why the internet was angry. Yeah. But here's what I love about this game. And the more I th- sit with this game, the more I like it. And the reason I the reason is is that it would have been extremely easy for Naughty Dog to make The Last of Us Part 2. And have it be Joel and Ellie just crushing everything, and people probably would have loved it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But they had the gall to say, <laughs> no, this is the story we want to tell, and this is the, the story that we think is important. Here are the reasons why. And in doing so, they had to know this was going to make some people very upset. Yeah. Because people really like Joel, and people really like Ellie. Ellie, overall has some flaws, obviously his character, whatever. Joel, like, I know we loved him because of the first game, but Joel's not a good person. He's a bad guy. He's not a good person. (laughs) Yeah. And I understand the connection because of the journey you went on, and I think a lot of the connection is because of the care and love that he showed for Ellie. Yeah. But if you really think about the things, even in the first game that Joel did, Joel's not a good person. Yeah. You know, so I think it was – it was a dangerous choice for them to kill him in the first two hours of the game. Yeah. I was pretty certain he was going to die at some point. I, I was pretty, I, I felt like that was going to happen. I didn't expect it to happen when it did. <laughs> but I really do. And I, man, the mm, making you play as Abby, when I started playing as Abby, I was really frustrated because obviously you played her as her a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. But then they, the whole second half of the game playing as her. When I started, I was like, I don't like her. This is stupid. I don't care. I don't want to play as this character. And the more and more I played as her, I was like, okay, I get it. Yup. Uh-huh. Her life was ruined by (laughs) Joel. I understand. I try not to care. And I understand the point you're making here, but I don't want to care about it. But then really, for me, what sealed the deal was Lev and Yara. Because I love their characters. I think Lev and Yara are like absolutely amazing characters in this game. I think Lev is my favorite character by the end of the game, a, a character I absolutely adored and thought was done really well with a lot of nuance. Um and really balancing what was I think a very complicated situation with what Lev represents and and who Lev is as a person and balancing that in a way I think that had to be very challenging. Uh, and I think they do an amazing job of it. And maybe some things were a little mm, some of the stuff that they chose to do was very controversial, I think, with Lev, but I also understand why they did it. Yeah. So it makes sense to me. Yeah. But I also say that as someone who is, you know, a cis white guy. So it, right. it others might feel differently about that. And I would totally respect that and understand and I should say understand I would respect that if you if you felt it wasn't handled with the care it maybe should have but the the ellie boss fight i i'm assuming you did this too i just put the controller down the first no. time and i was like maybe if ellie just kills me I this know, game will just that. be over <laughs> i totally just put the controller down I'm like well this isn't gonna go this way uh but yeah i just mm, i love the fact that they just really wanted to tell this story and, and tell a story that they knew people were probably gonna be upset by but I I really feel like it is a thoughtful, inquisitive look, not not about the cycle of revenge and that revenge is bad and violence is bad. Because I think that is the most surface way to look at this. Well, that, that's, that's
1: your that's what killed the characters is the revenge. It they couldn't look past not literally killed, but like that's what destroyed these people's lives is that they couldn't look past revenge. And I think that's like the driving force throughout the whole story, even for part one. So, like, revenge isn't good. And I think that that is the message that this, like, story tells. I
0: I agree. I I think that is true. But I think that is still just the the surface story that is being told of all that. Because, you know, like, yes, if that is what you took from it, great. But I think there's so much more to this story than just that. That you look at the obsession Ellie had with taking out Abby, even though... Abby let her go twice. Abby let her go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and Ellie still had this obsession about this. And one could say it's about revenge. I don't, I I almost feel like she had it in her head. The only way she could feel better about the situation, about what happened to Joel. And so she could sleep at night. And so she could do these things was to get rid of Abby. So for me that, you know, moves even past just revenge. That is, she was obsessed with this idea That this is what we need to do. And we all get in those situations where we get so focused on one thing, we miss all of the amazing things that are happening to us around us, right? You know, Ellie has what is apparently at the end an idyllic life. She's living with Dina. They have a kid. They live in a nice place. It looks safe. It looks awesome. But her life to her is still, she's so focused on this other thing. Um and she thinks it's gonna quote unquote fix her or cure the the PTSD and the night terrors and the other things that she is happening at she has happening and uh it's just such a layered and nuanced story and like looking at Abby really as kind of Joel from the first game with taking care of Lev at the end. I mean, there's so much there that just being like, Oh, revenge is bad and violence is bad. Yeah. I that's just such a uh anyway. Sorry, I just rambled for a it long time. It is still
1: bad. I, I think I took a little bit different for the most part, I agree with you at the end, but I actually thought she moved past revenge at the end. She was definitely suffering from PTSD, but I think Tommy was really – he forced guilt. It was more guilt, I think, at the end for like not getting vengeance for Joel. And mm-hmm. she, I thought you know, she was moving past it, and then Tommy shows up, and he really pulls this terrible – Like, I'm a coward. I can't do it. You told me you would take care of my problem for me. Right. And then storms away. Like, that's really what pushed Ellie to leave and essentially sacrifice her happy ending, was turned from vengeance to guilt because she couldn't live with herself because this constant reminder was going to be there. And, like, we saw, like, she dealt with the PTSD and she had someone help her with that. She was, like, in, I thought, like, in fact, all the way leading up to that PTSD, that spot, that stuff at home, she seemed more comfortable than, um, shoot. Dina? Nina did. Dina? Dina, sorry. Like, Dina was, like, okay, but she was, like, kind of, like, pushing her off and, like, Ellie was trying to be affectionate. And I'm not saying she wasn't happy, but that you – I was getting the more of the impression that Ellie was much happier. And Mm -hmm. it really did surprise me when I thought the game was over. And I'm like, wait, what is happening? Why are you making me do this right now? I'm like so done. Like not in a bad way, but like I'm ready for this story to be over for Ellie. And of course, you know, I, I would argue it's not a happy ending. It's just an ending. Right, and you're stuck like seeing Ellie essentially giving up on a family and people, and I don't know, I don't know what. Just walking away. Maybe she goes back to town. Maybe she doesn't. I
0: say, where do you think she's going?
1: I don't know. I really don't know what's left for her if right. she doesn't go back to town and try to fix what happened. I don't know what's mm-hmm. there for her. Um. So I'm really curious about about where, if there's ever any follow up. I know they don't plan for DLC, but if there's ever right. a prologue or something that they put out, even in like graphic novel form or animated form yeah. or something, or if they answer it. uh, No, they said, "Is Ellie going to be in the TV series?"
0: Well, the TV series though is looking starting at the first game.
1: Oh, okay. So maybe if it's successful, they'll eventually answer or something. But yeah. Um. Kind of a bummer of an ending, after a bummer of a game, <laughs> for the most part. The story was like in a in the best way possible, but like uh it was um there were scary parts, I'll be honest with you. I was terrified yeah. in some moments.
0: Yeah, it was uh, a stressful game.
1: Very stressful, very stressful, and um great. I actually I really enjoyed it. The controls, everything felt good. I would call it like Uncharted Plus, like control scheme, like better than but similar to
0: the best gameplay for sure. Like I don't think there's like past Naughty Dog games. You could be like, yeah, it's great, but you know, gameplay. Like, I don't even think that's really an issue here. Like, I don't think you can even really knock the gameplay.
1: And I never felt held back by crafting. Mm -mm. Um, I definitely felt held back by a lack of ammo, but that's a different (laughs) problem. Uh, uh, I was surprised to have a boss fight with the rat king as they call him. Uh, That was interesting uh that was terrifying uh there was a lot that happened. The scenery was incredible. I think the only thing I didn't really enjoy, but i still can I still can see some merit to it was the village like I didn't really know why um are you know I know why, but I didn't know how important it was to the story at least at that point in the story going going to there and and what happened there it didn't seem like um, I don't know. It just felt off to me. I- I'm not saying it wasn't good. It just felt off to me. Um, as for the whole theming of the story and the way that Isaac is dealt with, um, right? I understand why it was important for Lev, um, in that whole family storyline, right? Um, and why it was important for Abby. Yep. Uh, I-, I also had a really intense moment for myself when I didn't remember I killed Mel, and then. I went back to the aquarium with Abby and then remembered Uh that I killed Mel. Killed Mel. And I was like, oh, no, I forgot that I did this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because it was far
1: enough apart that I didn't even, like, I remembered it as soon as I saw her, but it wasn't, like, sitting in the back of my brain, like, that terrified moment that Ellie had where she's, like, (laughs) I I killed her. She was pregnant. I was, like. And then that moment with Tina. When Abby yeah, her, I was like, "Oh no, don't do it!" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. When Mel died, I was like, "No,
1: Aloy."
0: Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, well, Aloy was great. a much likable, more likable character. <laughs> that's true. That's
0: true. That's very true compared to Mel. Um, I will say, for the stressfulness and the darkness that is in this game, there are some absolutely beautiful moments. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guitar part that when Ellie is singing for Dina like that was amazing the whole zoo part or yeah, not zoo museum, museum. Yeah. oh my gosh that was so good i mean there are some parts of this game that uh, for me will absolutely like live in my heart for a long time because i i thought some of those things were great uh tommy i think is actually one of the more interesting characters you you talked about tommy a little bit because tommy you know historically uh, you know when you look at the first game and even into the beginning of the second game tommy is the more optimistic of the brother. Yeah. Right. He, he's the one who tends to look on the bright side and, and really personifies, you know, the, what is possible in this world. Uh, you know, and in some ways, when you think about it, he lost pretty much everything compared to even, What Ellie lost in this game, up to the point where he comes to the farm, because you know he lost his brother, he lost his wife, he lost his the basically the ability to walk like he could before. He now is missing an eye, so he's partially blind. Like he has lost so much in this game, and and you think about you know what Tommy had been, and then even when you're chasing him, to when you're going to Seattle and you're looking for him and finding out that he torture these people to figure out and find information so he could try tracking down these people. Like I think you see the turn in him and the the loss of optimism that he has and the loss of being able to find the good in the world. Still, you you really see that kind of suck out of him. And that's so sad and, and so disappointing because he was such a, and not disappointing in that I'm upset that they did that, but just seeing a character lose uh, that humanity that they had, um to me it was fascinating. I think the discussion too about you know Ellie finding out what Joel did and, and getting the truth and then being so upset with him about that fact and so upset about the idea that you know her life could have meant something and thinking about what does that mean in the world they live in that live a life of meaning of value right like that could have probably been the most meaningful life she could have lived was if she was used to develop. Um, you know, the cure for everything that was going on. But now that that's like can't happen, what next is the next most life worth living you can have? You know, how do you have the most value then yeah. in that world? But
1: if you're her, I would imagine everything you look at that's terrible. You imagine it could have been prevented if you just died. Right. So right. it's like constantly living in a world of hurt. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Re- waking up every day, knowing the world is worse because you are still in
1: it. Yeah. It's insane. The way that I mean, it's a crazy. It's crazy, and I think they handled it pretty well because they didn't focus on it. They made it right a few important scenes, and you kind of mm-hmm. just get it. Like it's very understandable, right? Um, from where they go. What did you think of her letting Abby go again? Oh, at the very end. Were you happy with that ending? Do you yes. think she should have killed Abby?
0: No, I don't think she should have killed Abby, and I actually really like that ending because that is. To me, that personified in a lot of ways like her coming to terms with every single thing that has happened since the first game to now that was her letting go of all of the stuff because had she killed her, what how would that have made the situation any better? Yeah you know so for me I, I really saw it as this her forgiving Joel for what he had done, her forgiving herself for all the things she has done to get to the point now I mean if you think about it, when they walked into that situation, she was going to kill Lev, yeah. who's done nothing. I mean, yes, he, you know, shot Dina with an arrow and stuff, but only because <laughs> Abby and Ellie were trying to kill each other and he was trying to protect the person who has been taking care of him, you yeah. know? And she walks up to a helpless kid in a boat and puts the knife to his neck and is like, "You're going to fight me or I'm going to kill him." Yeah. Like I, I think her letting Abby go really just now part of me was a little bit frustrated. Cause I was like, I never wanted to go on this quest anyway. Right. So like,
1: so go <laughs> back like to the was house. A lot, of travel. <laughs>
0: yeah, was a lot of travel and a lot of places to go to learn a lesson I could have learned earlier, I think. Yeah. But I do believe that is what allowed her to finally have a little bit of peace of everything and to let those lessons sink in. And cause she talked about, you know, I don't know if I can ever forgive Joel, but I want to try. Right, which I think is a really you know kind of poignant and beautiful way to think about forgiveness. That you don't know if you can, but you're you care enough about the person that you want to try to do that. Yeah, and you know, I, yeah. So I was happy with it. What I have talked for a long time. What were your thoughts on that?
1: I was a little torn. Um, I kind of wanted some. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with the ending. I I really expected one of them to not come out. I didn't necessarily know who who, who it was going to be. Um, And actually, I don't think it would have been a terrible ending if Ellie didn't survive, if Ellie just was able to rest by passing. Like, if she died, I think Ellie would have just been as happy as if she lived uh, after that was over. Um, I think it's an interesting – I really liked the development of Abby because at the end, um, I found myself, like, asking, like, why is she taking care of Lev? Um, Mm -hmm. But then you kind of realize, like – She doesn't have a purpose either. And that's all she has now. No one's left. She doesn't have any family. She doesn't have anyone to take care of or taking care of her. So, like, her taking care of Lev, who saved her life, is now her only purpose. Right. Um, She could have just as well have been in Ellie's shoes, except Ellie could have stayed with Dina and didn't. Correct. So, there was that weird. Instance where I kind of felt I don't know I felt this weird uh, who do I care more for in this moment right. and what I will say might be a real stretch but that last fight scene really reminds me of um, um, Kratos versus um, uh, Atlas in the first cut of War where they have a fist oh, fight okay. in the water. Before he becomes the God of War, not Atlas, uh, Ares. Ares. Um, I don't know why I had that feeling like watching it. I thought it was a really good fight scene. Um, I thought so to do to play through, and it was tense, and it was you didn't know where it was going the whole time. Uh, so I I really enjoyed that too. Um, I, the ending was fine. Like I, I wouldn't say it was like overwhelmingly satisfying for me, but I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah, I overall I mm, yeah. I thought it was good. Like I said, I think it was if if Ellie had killed Abby and then felt nothing as a result, right? Because that's probably what the result's going to be. If she right. kills Abby, the ending's not going to be suddenly she feels amazing, right? So that to me would have been a little almost too on the nose because you're like, oh yeah, obviously they're going to have her kill her, and then she's going to be like, I'm still miserable. So that didn't help me. The other option was maybe Abby kills Ellie. And then it shows the how revenge eventually is futile because she it led her obsession led to her own death, right, yeah. so that's pretty on the nose, yeah, uh I think the nice part about this is it leaves some interpretation for you to think about all these different options that could have happened and what this means for both of these characters because these two characters are well forever, even if nothing else happens, like as the game continues on. You know, in the in that world, like they're going to be linked forever. Yeah. yeah. They're, they each basically saved one, like let the other one live at a point that they could have killed them. Because, you know, Abby lets Ellie go twice. And then realistically, without Ellie being there, Abby would have died at the end. True. Eventually. So they both really did in some ways, I don't want to say save, but allowed the other one to continue living based off the decisions that they made. I think the biting off of Ellie's fingers was pretty gross. (laughs) Uh, But also kind of, I think, you know, a really interesting metaphor in some ways for her lack of ability now to play guitar and this thing that she, this connection she had to Joel, that this thing Joel had taught her. um, I think it now helped transition that from being, well, Joel taught me to play guitar. So, you know, when I play guitar, I think of Joel to kind of all being that, forgiveness aspect of Joel was this person who I cared about and he cared about me and I forgive him for the things that he did that betrayed our relationship, but I still love him and care for him in my heart yeah. rather than just, you know, I can play guitar and think about it type <laughs> of a deal. So yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I get that some people really aren't going to like this game. I think the people who really like Joel and Ellie are not going to like this game. Yeah. But overall, I think this is a really great representation of what storytelling and games can do. And challenging us to think about all the situations. So like you said, we literally did play the devil's advocate.
1: Yeah, I don't think that there was a good guy or a bad guy necessarily no. in the story because, um, I like I said, I said in the Discord, like everyone's just trying to survive and yeah. people do things that are not, like people are just trying to survive. So you, you got to do things that you wouldn't normally do in the regular world. Before yep. this happened, so, um, I, but I would argue Joel was a bad guy, <laughs> and that's. <laughs> uh, but I think everything else is like a shade of gray. Like he's the catalyst for this world. For Last of Us Two, he is the catalyst for this this world. Um, no, he's not the catalyst because it already happened. He is the reason why this game is happening,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Um, and and why. Your Ellie is so torn, and why this adventure happens, and everything is for the service of Joel, who did this incredibly selfish act, which then spirals everyone else to commit incredibly selfish acts while they're just trying to survive in the world. Um, and actually, I would argue Abby is selfless more in this game than I think Ellie is. Abby is constantly doing things. To help a single singular person or two people that are go against all of her family or because she thinks it's what's right. Right. Um, and uh, and I think, you know, the more we learn about her relationship with her dad, who was also trying to do something that was going to help everyone is really right. How her character developed throughout the game and. Yeah, I did plan I didn't like her and I didn't plan on liking her. I didn't even like her from the start. <laughs> I didn't like her character at the very beginning when we knew nothing about her. Um right. but yeah, I definitely grew to really enjoying her character. So mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, very well written.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought it was very well written as well. That's why when people say the story is bad or the writing is bad, I... It's I, insane. I, I, yeah, I struggle <laughs> with that one. I think not liking it and thinking it's bad are very two very different things. Because I think if you don't like it, that I can understand. But I don't think it's bad. Right. Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, audio design in this game is bonkers. Yeah. The rain <laughs> and the thunderstorms and all of that stuff were ridiculous. And I thought the thunderstorms in Days Gone were really, really good. And these ones are just even immensely better. Like yeah. they, they just do an amazing job with their sound design there. But, yeah, it's such a nuanced game. I think you could look at it from a lot of different places. And there's different parts that are going to speak to people. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm really glad I played it. I don't know if I'll play it again anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I need a break. <laughs> um,
0: Right, because it, it is heavy. There's a lot of, of dark stuff in there, a lot of things to be really thoughtful about in there. But it, I applaud what they did because I think it really opens the door to talk about games having thoughtful, nuanced, in-depth stories that are on par with books and movies and television shows because it's not just Ellie and Joel are great and we're going to follow Ellie and Joel, do more great things. Right, right. It's, it's Ellie and Joel are flawed, really flawed, and you can still love them. That's fine. But keep in mind, like, they're not perfect people. Yeah. And they should be put on pedestals. And, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a good game, Jack.
1: It was so good. <laughs> it was very good. I agree. Any
0: final, th- any final thoughts on the Last of Us Part Two? Where's this it for you? Is it your favorite game of the year so far? Is it Unseat Final Fantasy VII now at this point?
1: Oh, what a tough question to answer. Honestly, while I think that it's probably it is definitely a better game than Final Fantasy VII remake, mm-hmm. I still don't think it. I think because of how difficult of a play it is emotionally, right. I don't think it beats Final Fantasy VII Remake for me in that aspect. I was kind of thinking about that, putting it up against like Horizon Zero Dawn also. Right, um, and I don't. I know that it's probably a little too critical to hold that against the game being too dark or serious or heavy. Right the enjoy like the replayability the enjoyment of the game is lacking uh for me like yeah. um when i saw at the end like new game plus i was like no <laughs> get away <laughs> i'm not going back to this uh you know maybe i couldn't un- unlock the last piece of concept art i was like for whatever points those things away i was like come on i gotta go back and do something <laughs> i guess um uh, so I think it's, it's just there with Final Fantasy, but because Final Fantasy has such a more uplifting story and it's more right. cartoony and, and enjoyable as far mm-hmm. as, like, feelings go, uh, I think it's, it's, it, it just barely misses beating Final Fantasy for my current game of the year.
0: Yeah, I think for me it probably is my favorite game of the year thus far, uh, and I think just because it is such a it is such a good game from a production standpoint, they did such a nice job of crafting this package together. And I think just because of, I haven't stopped thinking about this game since I finished it.
1: Yeah, no, I you know. I, I agree. St-
0: I'm still thinking about all of the different things. And I'm really excited to, like I said, jump in and actually start listening to spoiler casts and reactions and, and all those in-depth things and reading more about it, because I think there's so much to unpack here that for me, it's really hard to not, you're right. It's not as fun to play as, um, Final Fantasy VII remake was it's not, right. but I kind of I stopped thinking about Final Fantasy VII remake not long after I stopped playing it. <laughs> yeah. Like I I moved on to other stuff, and it was it is what it was. Like this game, when I finished it, I had multiple hours that I could have sat down and played additional games, and I just sat there and didn't even really watch. I couldn't even watch. I was gonna watch uh, Midsummer, and I didn't. Yeah. because I am still just thinking about this so much and distracted by it. I couldn't watch anything. That I had to really think or apply myself to because I'm just still lost in this game and the symbolism in this game and everything that it might mean. Um, so for me, I think it does have to kind of go up there. The other thing I want to highlight really quick is all the accessibility features in this game. Yeah. I don't know if you've read about any of this stuff, but people were talking about how uh, this is the first game that or maybe not the first first, but at least big triple A long link. I mean, this game is, you know, pushing 30 hours. Uh, There are people who are completely blind who have finished this game without assistance. Yeah, I
1: saw that. Uh, And
0: that is the fact that they put that much care into something that is just, you know, realistically not going to be experienced by all that many people comparatively. Um, But they still wanted to ensure that everyone would have the opportunity to play this game. And apparently didn't compromise their artistic vision for what the game should be or their creative vision for what the game should be. Uh, But they still wanted everyone to be able to play it. I think is amazing. So I hope other companies continue to follow suit. Obviously, we know uh, the coalition did a great job with Gears 5. It seems like this is just I think, you know, these big companies are really going to just continue to push each other um, to hopefully make games as accessible. So as many people can experience them as possible, because I think that's a really important thing to ensure that the medium is welcome you know and to, to everyone which is great so
1: yeah i 100% agree
0: awesome any final thoughts that before we wrap this up for good
1: uh yeah i mean i was hesitant to play it it's an important game i think
0: mhm
1: um it definitely doubles down on video games as art uh yeah or our art <laughs> uh and yeah uh, there's definitely a very small handful of games uh, like a handful of games I consider to be art art and and this is uh, uh on the top of that list
0: Absolutely We'd love to know what you think, listeners. If you have finished or have thoughts on The Last of Us Part Two, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Or if you want to you know, not spoil people if they're reading our Twitter feed, feel free to email us. We want to hear about it. Uh, I don't think, I know for sure on PSVG this is not the last you'll hear on the network about The Last of Us Part Two, um, And maybe not even the last time we talk about it. We'll have to kind of wait and see. But if you stuck around, we appreciate it. If you came back later, we appreciate it. But with that, we're done!